Hello, this is Opa. I'm going to read to you again from All Creatures Great and Small by James Harriet, uh, published by St. Martin's Press in 1972. And tonight we are on chapter 20, or it's night where I'm reading it to you. This is a short chapter. As I checked my list of calls, it occurred to me that, this time, Siegfried didn't look so much like a schoolboy as he faced Miss Harbottle. For one thing, he hadn't marched straight in and stood in front of the desk. That was disastrous, and he always looked beaten before he started. Instead, he had veered off over the last few yards till he stood with his back to the window. This way, she had to turn her head slightly to face him, and besides, he had the light at his back. He thrust his hands into his pockets and leaned back against the window frame. He was wearing his patient look. His eyes were kind, and his face was illumined by an almost saintly smile. Miss Harbottle's eyes narrowed. I just want a word with you, Miss Harbottle. One or two little points I'd like to discuss. First, about your petty cash box. It's a nice box, and I think you were quite right to institute it. But I think you would be the first to agree that the main function of a cash box is to have cash in it. <laughs> he gave a light little laugh. Now, last night I had a few dogs in the surgery, and the owners wanted to pay on the spot. I had no change and went to the box for went for some to your box. It was quite empty. I had to say I would send them a bill, and that isn't good business, is it, Miss Harbottle? I didn't look good, so I really must ask you to keep some cash in your cash box. Miss Harbottle's eyes widened incredulously. But, Mr. Farnan, you removed the entire contents to go to the hunt ball at... Siegfried held up a hand, and his smile took on an unearthly quality. Please hear me out. This is another... There is another very small thing I want to bring to your attention. It is how the tenth day, it is now the tenth day of the month, and the accounts have not gone out. Now, this is a very undesirable state of affairs, and there are several points to consider here. But, Mr. Farnan, just one moment, Miss Harbottle, till I explain this to you. It is a known fact that the farmers pay their bills more readily if they receive them on the first of the month. And there is another, even more important factor. The beautiful smile left his face and was replaced by an expression of sorrowing gravity. Have you ever stopped to work out just how much interest the practice is losing on all the money lying out there because you are late in sending out the accounts? Mr. Farnan, I'm almost finished, Miss Harpottle, and believe me, it grieves me to have the have to speak like this. But the fact is, I can't afford to lose money in this way. He spread out his hands in a gesture of charming frankness. So, if you will just apply yourself to this little matter, I'm sure all will be well. But will you tell me how I can possibly send the accounts when you refuse to write up the... In conclusion, Miss Harbottle, let me say this. I have been very satisfied with your progress since you've joined us, and I am sure that with time you will tighten up on those little points I have just mentioned. A certain roguishness crept into his smile, and he put his head on one side. Miss Harbottle's strong fingers closed tightly round a heavy ebony ruler. Efficiency, he said, clinking his eyes crinkling his eyes. That's what we must have. Efficiency.